You are listening to The Dr. Kinney Show, and I'm your host, Erin Kinney, a naturopathic doctor and speaker who's passionate about teaching you how to understand what is happening in your body, why your body is reacting the way it is, and how to make the appropriate changes in your life to get your body back into balance. Something I've learned from my private practice is that the more patients know about their health, the more likely they are to make better diet and lifestyle choices, which ultimately leads them to a faster recovery. Each week, you are going to learn actionable tips, tricks, and teachings from myself, along with the help of top experts in the holistic health community, so that you can make better informed decisions about your body and your healthcare. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Dr. Kinney Show. This week, I'm really excited to have Dr. Molly Hutto, who is an acupuncturist. She's local in Maryland. I've used her before. I love her. She's phenomenal. Thank you so much for being on the show, Molly. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. So like all my shows, I usually start by having my guests kind of tell their story. Can you tell us your journey and how you got into doing acupuncture? Yeah. So I actually started off my career teaching high school Spanish in Howard County. And at the time, I was also working at a yoga studio and fell into my own experience with chronic depression. And I had a really hard time pulling out of it. And somebody recommended trying acupuncture. So I tried it for the first time and it was such an incredible game changer. And I didn't even realize that acupuncture was something that could be used for mental health. This is now like 15 years ago. So it was quite a long time ago. And it was my first session. I thought, I am going to learn how to do this. And so I didn't realize at the time that school for acupuncture was more than just a certification. I just didn't understand that it's actually a full-time medical degree. So I enrolled at an acupuncture school in Colorado and did my master's of science in oriental medicine, which took four years. And then I came home and later completed the transitional doctorate. And now I own Annapolis Family Acupuncture. Super cool. I always love when, and this is so common for a lot of us in this field where we usually have got into this type of medicine that we practice because of a personal experience. But it's just, it's mm-hmm. just so cool that like you went through that, really helped you. And now here you are helping so many others through similar situations. Absolutely. So let's add about how acupuncture can be so beneficial for mental health. Because I, I think, as you said, it's not something that the people commonly think of. I think we think of acupuncture for all kinds of things, but it's not often that we think of, oh, wait, I've got like depression and anxiety. Maybe I should go see my acupuncturist. So can you maybe talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. So I actually get the majority of my referrals for patients who are coming in with either chronic depression, anxiety. I do treat a lot of patients who are also in crisis and who need sort of a reset to help them gather their thoughts and figure out a next best step forward. But I like to think of this as acupuncture is really amazing at increasing circulation in the body. There was a study I was just reading out of NIH where they used dyes to show that using acupuncture points can actually help the body receive blood flow to areas that might not be receiving optimal blood flow without it. So in doing so, you know, if you think about just the common sense of this, when we're really stressed out, what do we do? We tense up, right? And so we tense the neck, the shoulders. And, you know, this is really just when we're holding all of this tension, naturally, there's a decrease in blood flow to the upper part of the body. And this creates a sensation of constraint. So Using the the different techniques with acupuncture, using a very thorough diagnostic system, we're able to increase blood flow to these areas that were perhaps blocked off from all of this tension. And it restores optimal blood flow, which helps to dilate the blood vessels. It helps to relax the muscles. It helps to improve blood flow to the heart, right? All of these things are 
vital in maintaining just a steady rhythm. I think that when we think about, you know, anxiety or depression, we think of it as, you know, we talk about mental health. We think of this as being somehow separate from the body. But in fact, this is very much so a physiological condition, just like anything else is. And that's how we treat it at our clinic. That's a great explanation. I think it's really cool to think about the getting the blood flow back to those areas. But mm-hmm. I, th- I think it also, and I, I'm sure you would agree, I feel like one of the reasons I love acupuncture is because when you go for a treatment, you're laying flat, you're on a table, you know, someone's kind of taking holding space for you, and then you get to have a chill nap for 30 to 45 minutes, which there's not mm-hmm. often in most of our lives when we're so stressed and crazy. And we know that stress definitely plays into anxiety and depression, but it allows you this really nice you time, right? Yeah, it's one of my favorite. I'm like, I mean, I love getting, you know, all the points and everything, but I feel like it's a nap. (laughs) Great, really relaxing. Especially especially if you're a parent, I always joke, there's there's no parent on earth who doesn't want a chance to lay on a table without somebody jumping on them unexpectedly. So (laughs) yeah, that's a total benefit. And I mean, it is a definite benefit. And there were times when I first was in acupuncture school where I wondered like, is it, is this real? You know, is it really, is it just the benefit of resting that's actually helping or is it the actual acupuncture? And I would say, obviously I'm, I'm biased having done this and, and being so passionate about it, but the studies show, the science shows, and then, and then obviously also my clinical experience shows there is so much benefit from receiving a chosen set of points yes. that match not just your symptoms, but your constitutional diagnosis. Basically what is the overall state of your body based on genetics, based on environment, based on your long-term life habits, conditions, and then what is currently going on. So it it's pretty intricate stuff, but it really makes a difference when when your practitioner, I, I think, can personally tailor a treatment for you. Yes. I always loved reading the studies about acu, you know, where they would do like the sham. They would say, okay, we're going to do this treatment protocol. And then they would give someone else you know, a similar thing, and but they would get the sham points and the people that got the sham points didn't get the results. So I was like, that's, I mean, it's, it's really cool. It's the research. And there is so mm-hmm. much research on acupuncture, which is amazing. There is. And there is been practice for so many thousands of years, which is also awesome. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thousands of years. I know there was a thread recently and, and there was a lot of debate. There's still this public notion that acupuncture is pseudoscience and it you know, it's unfortunate because, in fact, there's loads of science and and modern research that backs up the validity of Chinese medicine and of acupuncture. All you have to do is is you know plug in the words into PubMed or the Cochrane Library, and you'll find loads of studies that validate what we're doing. Yeah, that's awesome. I think in kind of when you're in this alternative space, when there is so much research, because when you get people that are like, oh, I'm not sure, is this just placebo or is this just, they're like, no, it's actually not. Go read the research. It's pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So so what are the things that you're seeing in your clinic this year after all of the craziness that we've all been through? Yeah, I know. Gosh, what a crazy time. So we definitely have had an uptick of patients who are experiencing anxiety, a lot of fatigue. I think that I've noticed that patients who are caring for families, whether they have young kids or other family members they have to care for, there's this element of like isolation that people went through in their families and this overwhelm that I know a lot of parents experienced because they had to manage working and also caring for their kids who were home, right? Such a huge challenge. And, you know, there's this now after effect. Now that we're on the other side, we've gotten back out into the world. I'm seeing, I'm sure, sure you're seeing the same thing. So much fatigue, so much exhaustion. 
And I would even argue that there's this collective element of PTSD that's happening. Yep. Yep. I'm just going to jump in and be like, we all have PTSD. That's what's going (laughs) on. Completely. Absolutely. And so when I'm working with a patient who's gone through trauma, there's this, it's important for us to, to make note, the trauma happened. We don't get to cure the trauma. We don't get to say it didn't happen and, and to take that away. But it's a matter of integrating it. And, you know, I think finding the depths of our, our strength, all of us have, we've, we've gotten through this and we're surviving and we're finding our way again. And it looks a little bit different than it used to, but that's okay. And I think now it's a matter of building the body back up and getting back into good habits of healthy eating, exercise, you know, movement, but it's a process. So yeah. it's another thing we do is we, we try to support patients where they are in that space. I've added COVID questions into all of my intakes. You just have to go over it. Oh, yeah. Well, I think I think it's a good point you brought up that it's really important to acknowledge, hey, this, you know, we've all been through a lot. There's definitely mm-hmm. a collective, you know, kind of PTSD thing. And there's also a major burnout. Everyone's really yeah. out. It was, and I think, I think sometimes I, I get a lot of patients that come in, they're like, I don't know why I'm physically feeling this way. My life's so great right now. And I kind of have to have that conversation. Hey, I know things are pretty good right now, but we all went through a lot as a society. As right, humans right. went through a lot and we have to acknowledge that our bodies, most of our bodies carried us pretty well. I mean, as I, I'm sure you did, you know, talking to people throughout the actual pandemic when things were shut down, people were feeling anxious and nervous about what was going on, but there weren't as many physical symptoms that I was seeing. I feel like mm-hmm. this year I'm now starting to see people's digestion is really getting disrupted or they're having more joint pain or the fatigue has been really bad. Yeah. Not that those weren't happening before, but people that never had issues like that before, they're all in my office. They're like, I all of a sudden I have this crazy bloating or my di- digestion. I think right, right. I feel like it's hit people's digestive tracts this year. It's kind of the collective. For sure. I've seen more For sure. SIBO and constipation. And what I have to keep explaining is like, you know, our bodies were carrying us through this intense period of stress. And mm-hmm. now that the stress has kind of lessened kind of collectively in society, it's not completely gone, but it's lessened than when it was. Our bodies are now like, okay, hey, wait me. Now we need to be cared for. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why yeah, yeah. You know, one of my main messages on the show is like, hey, make sure you've got someone that's helping you care for your body. You know, whether that's, Absolutely. you know, an acupuncturist or a nutritionist or an naturopath or your primary care or someone. Have your team. Or, yes, ha- ex- exactly. Have your team. It's so important to have your team. And, you know, I, I do think I'm, I'm a huge fan of acupuncture. I think my patients, you know, the ones that we share or that I share with other acupuncturists, they get better a lot faster when they're going to acupuncture regularly. So it's, mm-hmm. it's and, I'm, and I know you see this because that's what you're doing every day. Like it, it's a really amazing practice. I would say so as, as well about other practices, you know, when patients have their team set up. Yeah. On that note, I think it's really worth just mentioning, you know, a common complaint I'm hearing from patients is that they need to make so many appointments for X, Y, and Z, but they call to get in with the doctor that they want to see and they're booked out. And yeah. so what I've started telling my patients, it's just so important to have a team set up so that when you do like really need them, that you're not stuck without getting an appointment yes. to call and make your initial appointment. And if it's three to six months out, that's fine. But then you've had your new patient appointment and you don't have to wait so long to get back in for a follow-up. And yeah. so I've been instructing a lot of my patients who have chronic illness or or other ailments that they want to check in on, just, just go make those appointments. And if it's far off in the future, that's fine. But Hold that space, honor it, and then you have your team picked for you and designated. Yeah, that, that's that's great advice. I also think when you, you know, even for patients that don't have chronic illness, I think right now 
it's it's important to kind of do some preventative stuff, you know, to be like, if you, mm-hmm. if you're like, well, I feel okay, but maybe not great as we kind of head into like fall winter, which tends to be, you know, a little bit more stressful or with some people don't do as well in winter. It might be a good idea to just get in with your people now, just so again, yeah. you have an appointment schedule and you have your team. Because I think the one of the hardest things for particularly women or or someone who has been taking care of kids or taking care of family and maybe working and doing all that is is that you're supporting so many other people. But the mm-hmm. question I would ask is who's supporting you? Who so, is supporting you? And this is one of the biggest things that leads to burnout is yes. we have these people who are in those caretaker roles and they're used to taking care of everyone else. But when it actually hits them that they're overwhelmed and they're in over their heads, they have no one to yeah. fill in that role for them. So definitely that is, I know that you do this as well. Something that we do is we try to be that support system for our patients. Yes. And I just did a post on this Instagram this week. So I've had patients ask me, like, well, who supports you? And I'm like, I have a whole team. Believe me, I don't, I don't train myself. <laughs> You're on I've it. Like, oh, yeah. doctor, I've got a therapist, a coach. So, you know, I think yeah. particularly if you are in a, you're in a profession where you take care of people like you and I, like I'm sure you've got a team of people that help you. You have to, or you can't do your job. And if so if you're you a mom and you've got multiple kids or you're taking care of whatever it is you're taking care of, it's, you'll be better at whatever it is you're doing if you've got your own mm-hmm. support. It's true. It's very yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so, the best way to avoid your own burnout. Yeah. Yes, it definitely is. So we were touching briefly before we started recording about that you also treat kids. And I want to just mention this. Yeah. I know I sometimes hear, you know, IPs come in and they're like, oh, my kids have XYZ issues going on and I feel overwhelmed about that. Can you talk a little bit about acupuncture and kids? Yeah. So one of my favorite things, I think most people don't think about, of course, they don't think about taking their child to an acupuncturist because they're envisioning it being the same as what they might do themselves. And whose child under five years old is going to lay on a table for a half hour? That's not really a thing. So a lot of parents are really surprised to learn that they can bring their kids in. My youngest patient ever was eight days old. And, you know, we, we really do treat all ages. And children are, it's sort of this like little secret that I wish wasn't a secret. They're extremely easy to treat with Chinese medicine. It is much more simplified. Their medical issues tend to be typically much less complex. Even when they do have complex medical situations, actually correcting them and figuring out a Chinese medical diagnosis is not as difficult as it is for adults. There's less in the way, right? So treatment for, for kiddos is typically a little bit shorter. We, it's a lot more hands-on. It's not, kids don't typically lay on the table for an extended period of time unless they've demonstrated that they can absolutely do that happily. So I'm really big on consent in my treat and my in my treatment room with with kids. We don't do anything that they don't want to do. There's also other options if they're if they're way too scared of needles. We also do something called shoni shin, which is a form of Japanese body work, and we also use something called an intradermal needle, which is a tiny band aid with a super small needle on it that they barely feel, and they can actually wear that out of the clinic. Sometimes we'll put stickers over them or. Anyhow, so there's all these different modalities that we use with kids, including herbalism. So all of the doctors who work in my clinic were also herbalists, and kids are wonderful recipients of herbal medicine as well as acupuncture. It's really cool, and I, I'm sure you've experienced as well. You know, I get a lot of patients that come in, and sometimes their kids are one of the biggest stressors in their lives. My kids doing mm-hmm. this it's really difficult, or they have anxiety, or they're not sleeping, or they're being a picky eater, or whatever it is they're struggling mm-hmm. with. And, you know, and sometimes Western medicine has answers for that and sometimes not. But I, I will say I don't treat kids in my practice, but I, I was just thinking like, wow, yeah, it must be really awesome if if a kid's not, if you're not able to get verbal answers, I'm sure listening to their pulses or doing some of the other Chinese diagnostic methods are probably 
it's a lot easier to get information from the body. Yeah. Right? Our you have to run labs. Like you, yeah, that sounds really, sure. really great idea. We, so if you're listening and you have kids, definitely check out acupuncture for your kids. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And insurance, if you have insurance benefits for acupuncture, it's going to cover your children as well. So oh, that's a great That's another benefit. Yeah. Kids usually leave the clinic very happy. It's it's actually pretty rare that our, our kids don't enjoy their appointment. We go slow. We make sure that they're comfortable with it. It's fun. Yeah. That's, that's really, it's really great. And what, I mean, to have a kid enjoy going to see a practitioner is also really cool. Mm-hmm. Most kids don't like going to the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm going to bring my kid to see you. I'm going to, I'm going to. Please do. <laughs> yes. I'd love it. Um, I'd love to see them. Yeah. My kids are so funny. They hate doctors. Like they don't even want to <laughs> speak. I'm like, but I think they might be yeah. into acupuncture. We might have to get, yeah. get on that train. Absolutely. I would love it. I would love it. So just let's, one more question. If someone is like been kind of wanting to try acupuncture, but they're a little bit nervous or they're a little unsure, what would you say to them? Well, the first thing is that we, we offer free consultations. And so, you know, I encourage people to call and speak with one of our doctors to have a conversation and ask the questions about their particular case and, and see if we feel acupuncture is a good fit for them. More, more often than not, we're going to say yes, because it's beneficial in, in most medical cases. But if the patient's concerned about needles or how they're going to do laying on a table. There's so much we can do to, to work around needle phobia. For example, we, we have different types of needles, including a certain type of needle called a sarin, which is coated in silicone. And so it's actually extremely smooth and it's not painful. This is actually the same sort of needle that I use on infants. And I, I use the example to explain that when I treat an infant, if, they're, if they come in sleeping in their car seat, I don't wake them up. We do the treatment and they don't even wake up from it. That's how, that's how little you feel. But for adults who are tentative, we talk about the different needle types. There's different needle techniques. We can always be gentle. We do one needle at a time. So, you know, nobody's ever going to be laying on our table in agony. That's just not a thing. It's it's usually a very enjoyable experience. In my decade of treatment, I, I can honestly, I have one memory of a patient receiving needles and then not being able to continue. And that's, that's 10 years of treating. So that's it's really lot. not common. Yeah. So... I mean, for the most part, acupuncture is beneficial for almost any condition. I don't think that, I don't like saying that we can cure things any more than any other type of medicine, right? I think unless something is acute, once it's chronic, it's more about supporting their constitution and helping their body build up the strength and the movement that it needs to treat itself. Yeah. And, and rebalancing system. I feel like what I Mm -hmm. love, you guys work to rebalance the different systems in the body. And when Absolutely. you get things rebalance and work, then the body can, you know, kind of take care of itself, which is what 100% goal is. And uh, yeah. Yeah. And actually speaking of rebalancing, and you had asked earlier what we're seeing a lot of, we're treating a lot of long COVID at this point. I'm sure you are yeah. as well. Yes. I've been so delighted to see that our patients who come in right after, as soon as they're able to, basically, mm-hmm. it's like we're able to get them right over the hump and their, their energy increases. They're able to pull out of the fatigue that they're feeling if they have any chronic lung symptoms. And one of my favorite things to treat is the loss of taste and smell. We can oh. often reverse that on the table before they leave the room. Oh, that's it's really cool. It's oh, really, really amazing. Cool. Yeah. So that is something else that we're doing quite a bit at this point. Oh, that's I actually, I'm going to send you a few people because I've had a few people that it's been nine months and they still don't have their taste and smell. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And the sooner, the better, the sooner, yeah. the better. So the better. if it's been a whole year, things that are neurological tend to be pretty tricky yeah. to treat. But yeah. if it's sooner, often we can do it. I've had multiple patients. It's, it's a fun thing to do too. It's, it's quick. We do the couple points in the ear 
and it reverses if it's going to work. That is amazing. That's what's so cool about acupuncture. Like you can get a mm-hmm. Oh, well, I've felt that immediately. That's super yep. cool. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's yep. great to know. So if people are, if you're local to Maryland, what is the best way for them to contact you, to schedule, to find out more? Where should they go? Yeah. So our phone number actually receives text messages and we do encourage texting and you're welcome to call, but the number is 410-793-1701. Our website is www.annapolisfamilyacupuncture.com. And I mean, that's probably the best way. We do have social media, including Instagram and Facebook as well. Awesome. We'll have all those links in the show notes. And then if people aren't local and they're interested in acupuncture, where do you typically send people? Like to, is, what's, is there an yeah. to find people? Like where would you, if someone's listening in California and they want to find an acupuncturist that they would fit with, what's the best yeah. resource? So my big thing is make sure that your acupuncturist that you're going to has at least the masters of science in oriental medicine or Chinese medicine. There's a lot of acupuncturists who are phenomenal who don't have the herbal certification. In my personal experience, the herbal certification brings in a greater depth of understanding of diagnosis, but it's definitely not required to be a good acupuncturist. And, uh, you know, the main thing is just to make sure that this person went through a legitimate accredited acupuncture program. And there's several out there. Unfortunately, there are some states where people are practicing without proper licensure and it's not being regulated as strictly as it should. So just make sure that you went, you're going to somebody who has a full education. Cool. All right. Well, those are awesome tips. Well, thank you so much. This is a great conversation. Love it's nice to talk with you. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening. And we'll see everyone next week. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Dr. Kinney Show. Be sure to follow the show and leave a rating and a review. It supports me so much. Plus, I always love hearing from you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I'll talk to you next week.